I'm Sarah Hope, and this is the Kiss My Sass podcast, where I hope to inspire women to be their most authentic selves, no matter what that looks like for them. On this episode, I got to talk to my real estate agent, Jim, about advice for single women looking to buy their first house. I was 23 when I bought my house with Jim, and he really helped me feel confident and comfortable and really enjoy the process of buying my house. He has even helped my parents and my cousin buy their houses now too, and he's become a little bit of a family friend. So if you're in the market for a house, I would really recommend giving Jim a call because not only is he just really good at what he does, but he's just a genuinely good person, like the kind of person who deserves to succeed in this world. So in this podcast, Jim gave a lot of really valuable information, some really good tips and advice, and I really hope you enjoy listening just as much as I enjoyed getting to record with Jim. So uh, do you want to talk about your story and how you started in real estate to start out? Sure. What yeah. made you want to like start doing it? <laughs> was this a lifelong dream? <laughs> uh, actually, it was not a lifelong dream for me, for sure. Uh, it was more of... Uh, an end goal. So, you know, I, I pretty much spent my whole life in retail, mm-hmm. right? better part of 30 years. And without boring you with my huge journey that I had, you know, I worked for companies like Tom McCann Shoes all the way up to regional vice president before they, they went out of business. And then I kind of switched over to uh, Circuit City and became a store director for them and then a district manager. And then Best Buy was heavily recruiting me, and I kind of saw some challenges from Circuit City way back when, and uh, so I wound up joining Best Buy, and then I worked for Best Buy for probably the last 15 years of my life before I started in into real estate, and it got to the point as I was getting older as while I loved and enjoyed the customer service aspect, I started to feel like Best Buy was getting away from the core values of customer service at that time, mm-hmm. okay? And and I think they've changed things since then, which has been great. But uh, for me, uh, I was getting tired of the good old boys network, and uh, I'm going like, you know what? Um, and, and kind of the funny way that, that really made me make this decision is my daughter, you know, uh, back then when she was going to college, she, she says, you know, Dad, I'm going to own my own business someday. And I'm, I'm looking at her going like, wow, you know what? My lifelong dream was to actually own my own business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my daughter has got that goal. I'm like, what the hell? Why not? I'll do it too, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Because my passion is sales and taking care of people. Uh, really taking care of people more than anything. And so I just joined real estate. My wife thought I was nuts, <laughs> you know, because it's it's naturally all commission and straight-based commission. And, and I've never thought of, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, Everyone has to earn a paycheck and, yeah. and make and earn a living and, and be successful. But it was never my first goal. And what really attracted me to real estate was the fact that I had the opportunity to make dreams come true Aww. at the yeah. same time. And I, I get great satisfaction out of that and, and to help people with probably one of the most, you know, one of the top couple of decisions in their life. And and one thing that that really centered me around that is focusing on that, and I figured that the commission came later. So I never, I never focused on the commission. Uh, it was always about people, and I think with your experience with me, I think you sensed that it was yeah. all about your experience first and making sure that you got what you want, and then it just kind of fell into place. and And I think when you do those kind of things, people see that you're genuine, 
and and they gravitate you, and then and then you have your due diligence and in, in trying to make sure that they're happy. So I love I love where I am today. I'm probably overall the happiest in my life that I've ever been in my total thirty plus years career. Not that I wasn't happy in my previous mm-hmm. jobs, but I finally have centered and finished. This is what I want to do until I retire and and be finished. Is make dreams come true. And I kind of always talk about making people's dreams come true. And I have tons of stories about that. But Oh, yeah. But uh, Well, and it's like once you find the thing that you're meant to be doing, you just naturally become more happy. Like even just doing this podcast, whoever listens to it, like just doing it is making me happy. Oh, so. yeah. But so I bought my house when I was 23, like yeah. a single woman, and I started the process when I was 22. And so it was it felt super overwhelming and scary. And I was definitely afraid of being looked at a, or, or feeling stupid or right. talked down to or like because I didn't know anything, but I didn't want to like be seen like I didn't know right. anything. Right. But so I think I discovered you through um, an ad I saw on Facebook about, it turned out to be about the Michigan first time homebuyer oh, yeah. loan. Yeah. And, um, but so I ended up with you and it was kind of just like a happy little accident miracle kind of, <laughs> because like definitely through the entire process, I felt super comfortable and like you helped me understand everything that was happening when I had zero experience and between having you and my parents like the process was so easy and I thought it was going to be so not horrible but like hard to deal with and intimidating and um complicated but I definitely felt really good the entire time that's awesome but so I can it it's kind of You've ended up working with my parents yeah. and my cousin to help yeah. them buy their houses. Yeah. And so it, you can definitely tell that you're genuine and wanting to help people. And that's probably why we all feel so like good about working with you. So how can um, other people find someone that can help them <laughs> like like you did? Because yeah. I, I, I think that's the hardest thing is wanting to feel like you're really part of the process of looking for your house like it's about you you know so well it's a it it is a long drawn out process and can be very intimidating Mm -hmm. for sure if you find the right lawyer, by the way, you can I can just say call me and I'll help oh, you. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> but, but I I definitely you know, aside from that, I mean, if I you're know, not in the state of Michigan, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what but, I. Know. <laughs> but uh, you know, aside from that, I'm uh-huh. all joking aside. Um, if if you find where you just don't know the right real estate agent out there, I was kind of thinking of this uh, this week on how do you really choose you know the right agent to do that, and especially as a single female too at the mm-hmm. same time because it can be intimidating. I have two daughters of my own, and so. Um, with that said, you know, there's, there's different things that you can do to figure this out. And, and it's okay not to know, by the way, it's Mm -hmm. absolutely, because if you find the right real estate agent, they're actually going to hold your hand and walk you through the steps like I do. Yeah. You know, I'm not the only one that does a great job in this world. I know there's a lot of them out there that do. There's also a lot of them that don't. Mm -hmm. So there is ways that you can protect yourself. And, and I know that in today's world, everything is like, go, 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 go. But you might want to, when it comes to an important transaction like this, you might want to slow it down a bit um, and actually, you know, go into, you know, you, you find an agent that you think that you like, go into their office and talk to them, interview them. Remember, you are in control the whole time. 
and you get to choose who you want to work with. Right. You don't have to feel any pressure to like work with someone just because you talk to them. Correct. And on the buying side, even though you don't pay that agent's commission, they have a fiduciary responsibility to represent you correctly. And just like in any business, when you go from one retailer to another, some give great service, some don't. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of sense, if you talk to them, if you go into their office and just spend 15, 20 minutes, and you really don't even have to have a set, a, a drawn-out set of questions other than, hey, I don't know anything about real estate. Can you walk me through the process? And if you you can tell signs whether they feel like they're being bothered or right. it's, it's, it's not about you, it's about them. If they're genuine and they answer your questions and they're very open and you seem to get along with them, that's your fit, okay, because everybody is different. You know, unfortunately, I, I also have to say that when I've waited on so many clients that I have, there's been a few clients that that either, uh, I hate to say this, that I've fired, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I just can't work with, right. or they have let me go in this case, because sometimes it's a personality thing. Yeah, sometimes it's a personality thing, you know, so it's okay to slow down the process and figure out, or just talk to them. What if, and here's another thing is, is what if you're meeting them for the first time at a house, mm-hmm. you know? How do you protect yourself from from that because you don't know these people? Right. That's what I think we met for the first time at one of the houses I wanted to see because it happened really suddenly. I was like, this is the one I want. Didn't end up getting it. Yeah. But so I brought my parents and that made me feel safe. So Yeah, that's that's one of the two things that I was gonna suggest somebody that's single is is maybe bring parents or somebody else with you just Mm -hmm. to get started. Another trick is don't park in the driveway. Okay, mm-hmm. even if you're the first person there, sometimes you don't think, you go, okay, here's the house, I'm going to park in the driveway, the agent will come shortly. Actually, you want to have an escape route, just in case, all right? You park in the street, mm-hmm. you wait to get out, when when the realtor comes up, take a quick picture of their, drivers, or of their license plate, okay? It's part of your security. Right. Because on the flip side, agents do the same thing, believe it or not. If we're meeting people for the very first time... Sometimes we require a driver's license to be sent to us. Okay. You know, we'll take a picture of their license plate. That's It's a protection thing. Back yeah, and forth for sure. I, so. I guess I hadn't really thought about that agents need to be safe too, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's, it's both yeah. sides. Especially females, unfortunately, is, is females do get taken advantage of in the real estate mm-hmm. world too. And sometimes, you know, I've gone out with a couple of friends here, agents in the office, where they said, hey, Jim, what... Are you busy? Can can you come out with me to the showing? It's the first time I'm meeting this client. I've done that before too. That's so. a good idea. Yeah. Um, so for for me, buying a house definitely made me feel like uh like I had my own power, kind of like um like I like I could do it, which was an amazing feeling. Yeah. Like being like I'm single and I did this thing on my own. This is amazing. But also it's kind of given me confidence just in dating. Like I don't feel like I have to, um, I guess I don't have to look for someone to take care of me because I can take care of myself. And right. so it it's given me freedom and more like I can look for someone who is also kind of where I am in life, but who I'm really going to get along with and not to try to decide how I'm going to survive in life. Exactly. So it, it gives me a lot of freedom that way, but there are, other than emotionally, there are definitely advantages to buying a house versus renting. So what would you say some of those are, especially for single women? Okay. So um, renting, first of all, uh, you probably, and I know you've experienced that, is that typically rent is higher mm-hmm. okay, than, than if you buy a house with a, that's a similar size. 
you typically wind up paying less. But here's what happens is that think of, you know, we'll, we'll even say on the low end, um, when you're in a, an area like Waterford, Michigan, where the rents, you know, just of a home is anywhere from 850 to 1200 a month mm-hmm. for, a, for a small home. And remember, what you're doing is you're throwing away that money every single month. Now, I guess you could look at it this way. You're paying to live. Okay? Right. You know, so are you truly throwing the money away? Um, you don't have the responsibility of the house or, or the property. Um, but if you rent over a couple of years' time and you and you actually add the total amount that you're, that you're renting, think of it this way, too, is if you... If you work through a program like Mishta, where you only have to put 1% down uh, to start, and Mishta kind of helps with the amount of money that they help, if you find a house, just think of the investment over that two years, too. So not only are you paying down a mortgage for mm-hmm. two years, but also think of your personal investing. You're actually investing in yourself and your future because you're building an investment of a home where it could be worth 10 to 15, 20% more in two years. So then if you were to sell it in two or three years down the road, you have this greater amount of value than what you had when you started at. So there's a lot of great, and unless you're a really, really good saver, I mean, I I was talking to an investor, um, or not investor, I apologize, to a, a, a guy who does investments, and he actually had a pretty good argument of if you were in an awesome saver, and you did rent, we did a 25-year thing, and you were very religious. If your rent never went up, you paid the same amount of rent, which is tough to do for 25 years, but that was his argument. And then you were very rigid on saving money. You could come close to the value of a property of a home, but still the home was was an advantage over, over just renting. But you have to be that diehard saver, whereas with a home, if there's some months that you can't save, your investment is still growing mm-hmm. every single month, every single year. You know, so but as with any economy, sometimes the house values go down, but so does our investments too at the same time. So right. it's a long term investment. For sure. So but there's always you'll you'll wind up further ahead by making more money personally mm-hmm. by owning a house. Yeah. So there 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 can be a lot of barriers, but especially if I feel like for single women trying to buy a house with one income and especially some women who are experienced the pay gap that in the workplace between men and women. So what kind of tips or advice do you have to overcoming those barriers and what other barriers might exist, at least for women alone? Well, first you probably want to make sure you protect your credit. Mm -hmm. Okay. You want to start working on your credit score uh, probably one of the key most important things that you want to do as a, as a woman. And there's many tricks out there uh, in order to do that. If you have the luxury of having, having parents that have great credit, mm-hmm. a quick secret that will help jump your credit big time is, is encourage them to give you a credit card in their system. So it, they have a credit card, and then you're going to be an authorized signer of their same credit card. And in one year your credit score will catapult based on their credit score okay. of their credit card. So it's one super, I did it for both my daughters, mm-hmm. and their credit scores are in the 800s already. Wow. And they're, and they're young kids just like yourself. you know. And, and it's just because all I did is add them to my credit card. They didn't use it, 
but, <laughs> oh, but it was really? basic. Yeah. Now it was emergencies and stuff like right, that. Right. You know, something came up and it was occasionally done, but really I did it on purpose to build your credit. So it's a great secret in order to help build your credit. That is, that's amazing. So it does work. So work on your credit, if anything else is, is really important. The next thing is don't be afraid to talk to a lender. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lender will actually help you figure out your expenses with you. Now, also be careful because sometimes the lender will say, well, I'm approved for this much, but break it down with them and say, okay, let's talk about the monthly payments. Let's talk about how much, you know, just because I'm approved for this much, do I want to spend that much? Right. And through that constant dialogue with the lender, they're actually really, really good at it. And here's the best part. They don't charge you for it. Oh, so you can just go in for like a... A consultation. Yeah. Okay. And, and get pre-approved. You, say, you just walk in and say, hey, I would like to get pre-approved. And what it is, and and also another way is talk to if you find a real estate agent that you do like, talk to them because they usually have lenders that they that they really right. go for and prefer that do a great job like I do. I have three, um, but even if you don't, you can go into your local bank and say, hey, I would like to get approved for a mortgage. I don't know what I'm doing. I I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what my budget is. So can you help me? And they will do it for free. So that way you can get at least started. To figure that out, but mm-hmm. you want to really budget your life. You know, once you get, once you get your salary, you know how much you're making. Then you figure out a monthly budget that you feel comfort level in. So you figure out, you know, don't forget your meals, your car is very, very important. The insurance, you, know, you write down everything for the whole month, and then what's left is where your mortgage payment should be. And remember, it's mortgage, taxes, and insurance yeah. all rolled into one to kind of figure that out. And then once you figure that out, what that monthly budget is and what your comfort level is then that's really the time to jump into a house. Sometimes, you know, just because so many don't know the process, they'll jump right into house buying or house looking mm-hmm. first and then figure that all out secondary. But the perfect world, slow it down a little bit and try to figure that out in advance. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's kind of like what you were looking for. Yeah, and you, you do have to get pre-approved too to look at some houses, right? You really should, yeah. yeah. Now, I I have a practice where... If I'm meeting a brand new client for the first time and they haven't gone through the pre-approval step, um, I kind of look at it as as showing them at least one house if they would like to see it, and then at the same time getting to know them mm-hmm. and them getting to know me because I may not be their agent for them or vice versa. Or you might go, okay, yeah, this guy is is ready to be. I, I want him to be my agent, and then I would help them through the steps. It's okay, okay. now let's slow down a little bit and let's get a lender. Usually I'll show one house, you know, just yeah. to do that. It's, it's that real introductory period unless I get an opportunity to talk to you in the office first. Okay. Yeah, and something that definitely helped me was the, I think we talked about it a little bit, the Michigan first-time homebuyer yes, loan. Yes, Mishta. Yeah, yeah, so that was where I went into a class and got a little certificate, and then they give you up to, was it $7,500 yes. towards all the closing costs and everything? Yes, um, exactly. Is there I have more information that I'm forgetting actually, about that? Well, actually, there's even a new program that's out that's on it right now. Now it is limited on zip codes. There's only 60 mm-hmm. zip codes zip codes in in Michigan that qualify. But then they have this new one called Ready First, that now they, they can qualify up to fifteen thousand dollars in credits uh, right now for wow. Michigan with one percent down. Okay. But like I said, it's very limited on the. Um, the zip codes, like where you're living at right now, doesn't qualify in that zip code, for okay. example. But but uh, with Mishta, the $7,500, you only have to have 1% of your own money. Now, sometimes closing costs is more 
than that 1% in that 7,500 total. Yeah. This is where the agent can go in to work for you and negotiate, excuse me, a better deal um, with maybe some seller concessions. Okay. And so between seller concessions, uh, the 7,500, you literally can get into a house for 1% down. So if you have a $100,000 house, you're looking at $1,000. That's amazing. You know, isn't that awesome? Yeah, and for me, so that meant like $700. Yeah, you, you <laughs> closed the class, so, I think it was like 700 and some dollars, yeah, which is pretty awesome. It made it super easy, and then that left me with like all the savings that I had for my my um, my closing costs and my to put down. Yeah. I was able to like actually buy some stuff for my house, which was cool. So. Yeah. And also figure, a lot of people don't figure this into, and, you've, and I know you've experienced this already, is figure about 2 to 3% annually of what you're paying a month. So think of how much you're paying per month, mm-hmm. multiply it by 12, and then figure about 2 to 3% of that budget will always be towards fixing something at the house. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so sometimes we forget about that piece, but figure that in your annual budget too because mm-hmm. something's going to come up <laughs> oh yeah i've had my basement flood twice yes, since living there in the last two and a half years so yeah. that's been good <laughs> um yes definitely save for things to go wrong because they do yeah. and when you own that's one of the that's things just part of home ownership it's it's on you yeah. <laughs> so. and it doesn't matter what price range you're in maintenance is an important mm-hmm. part of home ownership. It really is. Definitely. Yeah. One thing I didn't really consider that someone probably should is the size of my backyard oh. and how long it would take for me to mow the lawn on my <laughs> own since I'm single. Yeah. But yeah. it was good to get it because my dog body loves running around, but yeah. it is a pain in the butt in the summer to do <laughs> on my own. There was one time where the grass got pretty long because I was had so much to do at work and it took me a good nine hours to mow my lawn. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. So, and I've got, but I've got um, an electric mower that my grandparents gave me when they moved from their house. So it's got an extension cord (laughs) and it is a pain in the butt. Oh yeah. So that sucks, but it's also a good workout. At least you're doing it green. I mean, at least it's green. Yeah. It's better for the environment. Um, I'm working out, so, (laughs) but it is Definitely something to consider and how long it takes to clean a house and yep. the things that you need to clean that you never thought about before because yeah. um, you didn't have to. <laughs> right. So exactly. those are those are definitely things to consider. I wouldn't overlook those at all. Yeah. Um, so what about advice for women that have zero experience buying or owning a home? Like talking to your um, real estate agent for sure when yeah. buying it, but... Is there anything else, any ways that they can find information about what it's actually like? Um, there's there's a lot of YouTube videos out there right now. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you and I were talking about that earlier. It uh, seems like anymore you can learn a lot uh, just by doing surfing on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, when you also um, find potentially a real estate agent, do a quick search on Google with their name. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think I did do that. Yeah, Yeah, I I kind of expect that. And if you look today, if you were to Google search my name today, you'll find a full page of of answers and and results just on my name now where, you know, when I first got started in real estate, it was like maybe a couple things. But Mm -hmm. now, because of my accomplishments and things that I've done in the community and stuff like that, I literally have a full page. I work really hard to allow the people that, that I work with find me. And, yeah. and, and even when I'm interviewing uh, for a new admin position, is is the first question I ask is, 
did you Google me just to see what I'm like? And, uh-huh. and that, that's when I know that they care and it's important that before they work for me, is it somebody that you could work for you right. know, at the same time? And that's so. like another good way to feel safe when you're about to meet someone yes, for the first time absolutely. is like you yeah. know what they look like and what their name is and like who you can expect them to be when you meet. So. Oh, yeah. So you can also see on Google, too, I'm sure you've seen this, is that if you have a criminal record somewhere or something yeah. came up, guess what? It's, it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. It's going to show up. So I really work hard to make sure that it's all very positive and everything because, you know, I work really hard at, at, for my clients. So Definitely. You know, for sure. So, But definitely do that. Um, like I said, if you find a great real estate agent, like me. No, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Definitely. But, but uh, if you find an agent that's patient with you and will walk you through it and say, hey, tell me about it. You know, if if you're really that person that says, you know what, I'm too timid. I don't know if I want to start yet. I would invite you to the office. And I actually have a one-hour presentation that walks you through step one all the way to getting keys to the house. Mm-hmm. It's a PowerPoint presentation. And I just walk you through it. So then I call it the yellow blue brick road instead of the <laughs> yellow brick road, you know, with the window yeah. bonds, you know. So, but it's it's just a step-by-step process to kind of make you start feeling, okay, all right, I can break this down. Right. This kind of works. Actually, I think you even brought me like a little booklet of what I assume is that presentation. Yeah, I might Because have. I didn't come here first. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and that was super useful and you kind of explained it too. Yeah. And then also what I loved is like every time I had to sign a contract or like an addendum or something, you called and like talked the entire way through it. So I understood yes. what I was signing. Yes. So that was super helpful too because... Don't ever sign a contract without them explaining it or and or you reading it. Cause yeah. Because in today's world, I can't tell you how many clients I do have that says, just send me over the contract and I'll sign it. And, I'll, and I'm really going, are you sure? Because I would rather go through it point by point with you mm-hmm. and explain it to you. I can do it over the phone if you want. You can do it in the office, whichever is convenient. You need to make sure you know what you're saying. It's legal documents. Definitely. You know, and you can be helped. And even if I had read it on my own, I still wouldn't have understood most of what was in it. So being walked through it, I was like, okay, cool. I feel like I know what I'm doing, know what yeah. I'm signing. I feel good about this. And um, I think I spent yeah. the first time with you, I think uh, you and I went over the contract. It took about an hour. Yeah. You know, 45 minutes to an hour just to make sure you knew exactly what you are signing. Definitely. And it, it, it definitely helps to feel confident and like I'm not going to make this huge mistake or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of mistakes, <laughs> are there any big mistakes that you see first-time homebuyers making that they should avoid or ways to avoid them? Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like we were talking about is jumping in without mm-hmm. doing your research. Another real big thing is, is that this is the number one question that I get. I, I wanted to bring this up today. The number one question I'm asked when they're getting ready to put an offer well, Jim, will they take this price for the house? Okay. <laughs> now, remember, I represent you as a buyer's agent. I'm not the listing agent. And even if I was the listing agent, if you were coming in to see my house, um, I have a fiduciary responsibility to that mm-hmm. to that seller. And so my goal is to get the most I possibly can for the seller. You know. So the only thing that I know 100% sure is that they will take the price that they have offered. That's the only thing I know for sure. Yeah. There's three things that could happen if you offer less. They could walk away and say, I'm not even going to deal with you because you're offering a ridiculously old price. Number two is they can counteroffer, um, which is okay, you mm-hmm. know, to counteroffer. 
or three, they can accept your offer that you offer. We don't know until we actually put that offer in, but trust your realtor because as a buyer's agent, they represent you. And if you give a low ball, uh, you want to put in a low ball offer, your agent, especially if they know the market really well, they're going to flat out tell you, that's going to be a bit low. You're probably not going to get this price, but if you're looking to get this, then here's what maybe we should offer. So listen to your agent that you trust. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that's the, probably the biggest thing. That's probably the biggest mistakes that I'm seeing. And then jumping and finding a lender that's out of state. I think that's a huge mistake. Finding a lender online uh -huh. versus locally or a recommendation from your lender. The reason for that in a big, big way. Like, for example, Mishta. Mm -hmm. Mishta, is a, Mishta is a Michigan state loan program. It's not an Iowa state program. So if you find an agent out in Iowa that tries to write it for you, they're not gonna know anything about Mishta. Okay, yeah. Right? And they might claim that they have the best closing costs and everything, but I can give you some examples where, like I, I was dealing with a client that, that had a VA because a veteran, just like your dad's a, a VA. Right. Um, my client got an out-of-state lender and there were certain stipulations in Michigan that he was not aware of and they were not gonna write the loan because they said, no, we can't do that under VA. Well, in Michigan, there's an exemption clause that I knew, luckily, okay. and then I had to provide them the information to get them to go, whoa, okay. So be careful. Stick with an, an in-state lender, you know, whether it's your bank or a recommendation. Don't go online, like LendingTree.com. Sorry, LendingTree. LendingTree.com. <laughs> they give you all these out-of-state lenders, and they don't know what's going on in Michigan. It's tough right. sometimes. So having someone in Michigan, they'll know everything or, exactly. or different ways to help you. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I can't tell you how many problems I've had already in my career with, with out-of-state lenders. Wow. It's been crazy. Okay. Like, where we've actually flipped to other lenders locally just because of the problem sometimes. Right. So so you can back out and say, I'm going to find someone else. Oh, yes, if absolutely. That goes wrong. Yeah, okay. you are not locked into a lender. Now, depending on where you're at in the process, you might be out a little bit of money, like mm -hmm. maybe in a, uh, an appraisal cost, but you're not paying any closing costs until closing. So you're, you're okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So for me, when I bought my house, and I was living completely alone, didn't have a dog yet. Yeah. It was rather scary. <laughs> like, okay. I, it was hard to feel safe until um, I got my dog, Buddy, who's a pit bull. So I feel super <laughs> secure. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be kind of scary living alone as a woman. Is there anything that we should be looking for that we can do to help feel safer living alone? Oh, yeah. Well, a dog is definitely one yeah. of them, which is really nice. Another one is... You know, get to know your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Okay, really, really important. I don't know any of my yeah. neighbors. <laughs> well, my one experience with my neighbor was I was out front doing yard work or whatever, and she walked by and said, so you the new neighbor? And I said, yeah, hi. And she said, mm-hmm, and kept walking. So I haven't met any of my neighbors other than that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. But, but uh, there's also um, stuff on the Internet, too, where you can check prior to actually purchasing the house how safe the um, neighborhood is too at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, you actually showed me an app and yes. uh, we made sure that the the area I bought my house in was all green in crime yes. rating. Yes. So red was bad, green was good. Yes, um, there is an, uh, there's two apps out there but one app that, that seems to do a really good job is Trillia. 
Trillia, if you just type in the address and then you type in the details of that address, they have a really great area for crime right now. As a realtor, I have to be honest with you, is I'm not allowed to actually say which school the schools are great or which school's not great, which one's high crime, which one's not, mm -hmm. because that's they call that social steering and it's actually against real estate law. But what I can always direct you to, just like I did for you, is that hey, there's great apps to be right. able to show you. What so that I could are. make that decision yes. for myself, yes. especially as a single woman living alone where I would feel yes. safe. Yes. Yeah. And then there's other things if you decide more elaborate, like you can always get a security system for the house too and things mm -hmm. like that if you choose, you know, uh, just for people to feel safer. You know, my, you know, I live in a neighborhood that's really, really safe, but my wife, when I'm not home for a long period of time or I'm gone on a trip or something, you know, she still doesn't feel comfortable being by herself even Right. being married and and I bought a security camera system for around our house haven't had a need for it but it gave her that sense of security and mm -hmm. she feels a lot comfortable it's on her phone and when and when a movement happens she gets an emergency uh, alert on her phone she can quickly look at it and she's good oh there's a squirrel <laughs> you know, just but, a squirrel saying hi <laughs> yeah yeah but but it is at least there's there's different things you can do you can mm -hmm. like something as simple as a dog which is great and then now and only companionship but then getting to know your neighbors, making sure that's continuing to safe, um, you know, uh, maybe security, cameras, you know, yeah, you have a lot of different things, but know your surroundings. And another mm -hmm. thing is, is when you're going through a subdivision, you know, to feel comfortable, you kind of, when not only do you want to visit the house, but even after the visit, if you really like it, do a couple of drives around the blocks, you know, or the subdivision to see if it's an area that you want to be in. And, and typically I tell my clients, if people take care of their yards and it seems to be clean and neat, mm -hmm. no matter what price point it is, then it's usually a low crime rate area that you don't have to worry about. Yeah. But when you walk through it and there's like trash and and it looks like the Sanford and Son next door, you know, those mm -hmm. kind of things on a consistent basis. And I don't know if you know who Sanford and Son is, but it's it was on a very old Just show. Pretend that I do. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very old show where it's like they, they owned a junkyard at their house. Okay. You know, they sold junk inside and outside of their house. So I make a joke about Sanford and Son. But it's uh now it's dating me. But it's <laughs> but but I say when you walk through oh, when you when you drive through, if you feel comfortable in it then it feels right. And if you go, I don't know, don't ever go against your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. Even though you love the house, don't go against your gut instinct. If you don't feel comfortable there, don't buy the house. Right, because anyone can flip a house and make it look beautiful, exactly. but they yes. might have gotten that house for a really cheap price because of the area it's in. Bingo. So, okay. You're 100% spot on. Definitely. Yeah. And one thing that I did was um, I saw a thing on Facebook where it's smart to keep your uh, little car's key fob on your nightstand so that if anything is happening, you can press the alarm, yes. uh, your car alarm, and it'll go off and like alert anyone to what's happening or yep. at least make people look because they're annoyed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was there was one morning where I woke up at 6 a.m., and a woman was trying to get into my car what? and she, I yelled at her from my window. I was like, you need to get away from my car. And she said, no, I'm taking it. I'm picking up my aunt's car. I said, no, it's my car. Oh, really? Thank you. You need to leave. And then, um, I went out there with a metal bat, but <laughs> she left, but she just kind of seemed like she was high and confused oh, and like, boy. My car is bright yellow, so it's obviously not your aunt's car. But so I bought um, little solar motion lights to put around my house Perfect. and 
because it, it's a little dark, but that way it would be like I could see who it was and it could probably also scare them away. So there's yeah. that. There's also those other cool tools out there. There's like that new little ringer that's that's on there. That's that got you, a camera. That's got a camera right on it too so you can see them when they're ringing your doorbell. Mm -hmm. Um, with those motion sensors now, they also make ones where there's a speaker attached to it, connected to your phone, and when the alert goes off, it goes alert goes off on your phone, and you actually talk to say "get away." Yeah, you know, it's like and scare the crap out of people. Yeah, so, and there's all these fun tools that are out there now for technology. So yeah. you can definitely like look into it if you if you don't feel safe. There are a lot of affordable options because yes. I got four motion uh, lights for like 20 bucks on Amazon yeah. and I don't have a ton of money to just be spending so exactly. that was super helpful and well-lit areas definitely have less crime in them because Correct. people can see what's going on yeah. so Correct. all right so what uh I guess what's your favorite moment that you've had so far as a real estate agent I didn't put this one on the list oh. but I just thought <laughs> of it <laughs> no it's totally fine is that um I've had a lot of great moments um, throughout my process career, but the thing that, um, and, and I will say is that when I watch my clients all happy at the closing table and they're signing and then they get the keys for the first time and, and you just see that excitement about them, it's just an amazing feeling for me. But I have one, so I gotta just tell you a story, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and I cried at Aww. closing and, and I might even tear up a little bit talking about it even now. That's great. Um, but <laughs> That's fine. I have a client that I was working on that she she decided to go with Quicken Loans a, as her lender. And uh, maybe I shouldn't even mention them, but she went with a lender. Oh, oh well. <laughs> <that> <laughs> she went with a lender that that uh, we, we found a house that was on the, it was in Flint Township, but really was in Flushing. Flushing Schools is like right there on the edge. Mm -hmm. And it was a great house for her, perfect for her and her boyfriend her, and her couple of dogs that she had too at the same time. She just absolutely fell in love with this house. We're going through the whole process. We get to the day before closing. We're, we're officially clear to close. Everything happens, and then a nightmare happens. Um, the lender calls me and says we can't close on the loan. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we can't close on the loan is is because of something that had happened to the client that she would have to wait technically six months. Something came up on their credit that she would have to wait an additional six months before she can actually buy. Now, lo and behold to me, it's like how they would find this after they've already cleared a close, we're good to go, and then all of a sudden they're taking it away is beyond me because that mistake should never happen. Right. Should never happen. Um, you should never have that kind of a nightmare through the process. A good lender would catch that within the first two weeks, not the day before closing. So yeah. this was this was like a real bad thing that came up. So um, I talked to another lender real fast, and on that day before closing, and uh, the, the, the lender that I trusted said, yeah, you're right, I would have found this the first week. This should have never happened. Jim is crazy. But let's put her on a, as, as, if there's anything we can do, let's put her on a journey and then I can help her close in six months. So what I did is I called the other real estate agent, explained the whole situation. He was a great guy to work with too. And, and mm -hmm. while, well, he goes, he didn't take it personal. He goes, well, my guy will probably be upset we're actually not closing tomorrow. And I goes, hey, but I have an idea to present your client. And I haven't even talked this over to my client yet, but I know she's going to do it because she loves the house. Mm -hmm. I said, can we work out a rent-to-own situation for six months to get it going. Can we can we just put it together between you and I today? Let's figure out the rent, and let's 
still go with the same deal. We'll sign the same contract, the same bunnies, the same deal. Um, but instead, your guy would collect six months of additional rent. And because my client already gave 30 days notice, everything right. was being out of their house. I mean, she was going to be literally homeless. Yeah. Okay? Literally homeless. And so you could probably imagine how upset single female, That's horrifying. even though she had a boyfriend, right. single female, same situation. And she was, uh, she was beside herself. So I worked, he goes, Hey, you know what? I'll present it to my client. He did called me back within an hour and says, Jim, let's do it. And I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. I said, all right, great. I will get right back in touch with it. I talked to her, you know, she's like, what really? You know, she was like so super stoked. She goes, I can't believe you figured this out for me, Jim. Mm -hmm. And so we got the contract signed. We got her to the six months lease, still had the contract waiting for the six months down the road. And then I hooked her up with my lender. Once my lender, he kept tabs. And then my lender called me six months down the road and says, Jim, um, we're ready to do this for your client. I says, I've already checked it. We can get it pre-approved. Everything's all set. Um, I called her. She, she's already living in the house. So it's already kind of technically, she feels that it's hers because she knows it's going to happen someday. Mm -hmm. And so then I called her with the great news. We got her under uh, the fresh contract. Long story short, we were able to get her through to the day of closing. And when she was there signing the papers, okay, she started to cry and she started to bawl. Aww. And then she, 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 I'm sitting next to her and she came over and she started <laughs> hugging me like she needed, you know, someone to hug and she would not let go. She cried. She goes, I can't believe, thank you so much for making this happen for me. I'm starting uh -huh. a little tear just thinking about it. But to me, that meant more than any commission I could have made. If I would have made zero commission off of that, it wouldn't mm -hmm. have mattered to me because I made her dream come true. And and that, to me, was the most amazing. I mean, I've had a lot of really cool things, but that one, to me, was the one that I will always remember. Definitely. And it's like when you're affecting someone's life for the better, yeah. that's way more powerful than, like, money. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It, it gives you, like, kind of, like, a sense of purpose and also legacy, because it's like, I know for me, too, my lender wasn't a nightmare to work with, but the person selling the house kind of was, and yeah. he fought for me, too. Yeah. And yeah. that was super cool. He was a tool. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. He was not easy to work with, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, that. <laughs> he just, like, <laughs> he didn't know really a lot of what he was doing, because yeah. just in the couple weeks after buying my house, I'm still glad I bought it, obviously. Remember the screws in the microwave? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> this guy screwed, the microwave is on the wall, like. Like hanging, and instead of installing it right, he opened the microwave and screwed from the inside right into the wall. And when um, we tested it, there was sparks, sparks and everywhere. So yeah, we made him replace it, which was good. But yeah, like just little things, like the toilet paper holder is not level; it's yeah. kind of crooked and stuff like that. And oh, there are cracks in my basement, and that's his fault. So. He came, like, the first tax season after I bought the house. He said he was going through stuff and found the warranty papers for the windows that he yeah. bought and everything. And he came with his kid, and I was like, you're really lucky your kid is here because I have a lot of choice words for you. Please don't ever come back to my house. <laughs> yeah, he was like, how do you like it? I was like, well, the basement flooded and ruined all of my boyfriend's stuff, so that's how I'm feeling about it right now. <laughs> He was like, oh, I worked really hard on it. It was like, well, maybe do a what? better job on the basement next <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. So, but it was still it, like a way better experience actually buying the house than it, I imagined that it would be. So yeah. that was good. 
<clears throat> so is there anything, uh, well, well, anything else you want to share? Um, did we go through all of it already? <laughs> yeah, I got through all the questions. Wow. I'm looking wow. at them like, I think we got through everything. Yeah. Well, just to kind of reiterate is that uh, take your time, slow it down in this fast world that, that we're living in right now mm -hmm. and the pressures that we have all around us. And, and, and like I said, uh, the thing that I absolutely love today is that you know, and I tell my daughters this, and you're doing the exact same thing my daughters are doing. They're figuring out their own lives first before, mm -hmm. you know, they, they wrap uh, a boy around, yeah. <laughs> uh, around their lives. Even though both of them, you know, my, my oldest is now married and my and my younger one is has a boyfriend. But, you know, both of them, I mean, even before my daughter got <laughs> married, I mean, she established herself in her career. She, she got her own place. And... And stuff like that for a while she she was determined and and that's probably the biggest advice I would give any young lady is is that figure out yourself first get on your own um, don't be afraid to buy a house um, because there are great people out there that can help you every step of the way and it's all right not to know mm -hmm. if you find the right person to help you um, through all, uh, every single step um, they will make it a really smooth transition. If you find the wrong person and it doesn't seem to be going well, and check this out too, it's also you can fire them. Um, in, the, in the buyer's agency agreement, it's different from the contract that you sign with buying a house. When you find a, a buyer's agent to help you, it's just an agreement is all it is. When you sign a buyer's agency agreement, it's just an agreement. You can turn around and sign it today and fire them tomorrow, mm -hmm. okay? If at any point you do not feel comfortable with them, you call them, you officially email them, and says, you are no longer my agent. You know, it's that simple. And you're not obligated, other mm -hmm. than the, if you signed a contract, you're obligated under that contract, but you're not obligated under that agent. And then check this out. If it's during the process and that agent's doing a horrible job, their broker is responsible for that agent. I don't know if you know that, but, if, but in the agreement um, the broker's name is always in that agreement too so if you fire that agent the broker has to ensure that you're getting great service at that point okay so don't feel like you're locked in right okay? I, I think even when you were working for me you got reminding me too like if you don't feel like I'm doing a good job you can fire me and I was like well I think yeah. you're doing a great job so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's probably the biggest advice is slow it down a little bit do your research don't be afraid to meet them in the office you're in 100% control. They are not in control. Yeah. If they try to control it, run like the wind. Yeah, for sure. You know? I think the slowing down and having patience is a really good thing, too, because especially when it's like, I, th I think a lot of people suffer from the fear of missing out, and like, if I don't hurry, I'm not going to get the house that I want, but yeah. there are millions of houses out there. Yeah. Like, I didn't get the first house that I wanted, but I found one that suits me better, but also the house that I originally wanted was like 800 square feet or something like that. Yeah. Like, or, or no, 600. Yeah. So it was like a real it tiny a house. house. But I, like, I thought I had kind of wanted that, but now I have a, like a big open floor plan that I can host parties and like have my friends there. So yeah. it's, you, you think you're going to miss out on your dream house or whatever, but there's yeah. definitely another one for you. And, and, and don't be afraid to bring your parents if you can, mm -hmm. you know, or a, a good friend with you every step of the way. Someone whose opinion you trust yes. for you. Right. And, right. and bring them through the whole journey, not just through the house you like. Mm -hmm. Here's one other thing, a really good tip. Um, if you just bring your parents to the house that you fall in love with, or if you just bring a friend to the house you fall in love with, they didn't see the journey that you're on mm -hmm. of what you can afford. 
And so sometimes parents, while they have great intentions, okay, sometimes they, because they think of the house that they're in right now, or they, or, oh my gosh, it's my daughter, so they deserve more. Mm -hmm. So they come and look at the house that you're in love with, and they just blast it out of the water. And then right. you feel disappointed, and you're like, really? <laughs> I've been searching for a month, and this is my favorite house. But if they went on that journey with you the whole month, they can actually see what you can afford to spend. Right. So when you do get to that favorite house, they support you 100%. Do they go, yeah, this is the best house for you? Right. You know? And I would say, too, like, look in different areas because I wanted to buy a house in Ferndale, but the right. houses in Ferndale that I could afford were not so great. So I moved to an area that doesn't have, like, a popping, like, downtown scene like yeah. Ferndale does. Yeah. And I was able to afford a better house for less and money bigger. than I would have yeah. paid in Ferndale. Yeah. So, it's yeah, really not that far away from Ferndale. No, either. it's not. It's yeah. just a drive down one of the mile roads. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah so, and it, it's... It's with 696 there. I can get to Birmingham, Royal Oak, Ferndale, and go party there if yep, I want to exactly. party. So, yep. <laughs> But, yeah. So where can people find you if they decide they want to work with you? Because we're in southeast Michigan. Right, so, right. So, yeah. I, I primarily serve uh, Oakland County, Livingston, uh, Genesee County, and Macomb the primary four counties. But when it comes to referral business or maybe anybody that you have, like like I'm serving somebody all the way out in Washtenaw County right now mm -hmm. out in Jackson because they're oh, wow. uh, Jackson, Michigan, which is a couple hours away from here. Yeah. And the reason why I'm doing that is because it was a referral from somebody else. And so I definitely will take care of them. I'm selling their house and they're buying a house here locally. So I'm licensed anywhere in the state. Um, I even sold my brother's house all the way down in Monroe and he went mm -hmm. all the way up north. And he wouldn't let anyone take care of him except for me. So I drove <laughs> two hours up north just so I could find him a place that he could have up there. But um, those are my primary zone areas is where I serve. Um, and if and if I'm the agent for you, uh, you can certainly call me, you know, mm -hmm. first at, uh, at my telephone number, which is, I don't know if you want me to give that out. And I well, yeah, if you want to um, give a couple places, like maybe online or your phone number, I sure. can also write them down in the show notes. Oh, sure. So we'll All do right, both. So, so yeah, my phone number is 248-260-6212. I'm out of the Clarkston office, uh, which is located on 7070 Gateway Park Drive uh, in Clarkston, Michigan, as uh, the real estate office as of uh, right now. And um, my website is just quite simply jamesaltini.com. So you can actually do a little research on it, or you can Google search me and find oh, yeah. me all, all there too under James Altini. So, but just don't mistake me for my dad that's a senior. Because oh. <laughs> if you see a if you see a real old guy that's that's like in the eighties, that's not me. I'm, I'm the fifty year old yeah. old guy. So, uh, but that's me. Yeah. Awesome. So, I really appreciate being on your show too. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I think it's quite an honor and a privilege to be Aww. asked to do something like thank this. Thank you for so. coming on. I think this is like a super valuable podcast for, I mean, everyone to listen to. I kind of focus on single women, but at the same time, like anyone can listen to this and gain a lot of value and knowledge. Yeah. So thank appreciate you so much for doing it. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. It would mean the absolute world to me if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share this with your friends. I'm going to be putting out a new episode every Wednesday, and one of the things that I'm going to be doing is transcribing every podcast into blog form so that the hearing impaired and anyone who just genuinely prefers to read can also enjoy the podcast. 
So you can find information about all of that on my social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as Sarah Hope Media, and I'll put all of those links in the show notes. So thank you again, and I really, really hope you enjoyed. <laughs>